That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to Phantoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Zach. Oh, what? Who's who's this person? What's happening? It's a... Oh, God, I'm sorry. I must have gotten in the wrong Zoom call. I, I'll, I'll be... <laughs> I'll be just one minute, okay? I, I'm sorry. I'm on, I'm on the toilet right now, and it's really awkward to be on camera. How do I turn off the camera? Oh, God. Oh, it's a crossover, everyone. <laughs> it's a crossover. Boom. Crossover. Everybody loves crossovers, but they're not canon most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> That's right. Anonymous voice from the ether. <laughs> I was also uh, yeah. thinking about that episode. The Uncle Grandpa episode of Steven, yeah, it's it's unavoidable. I watched unavoidable. it once because I was like, hmm, this sounds bad. I, I, I feel like I watched it at some point too, but I have no memory of what I've scrubbed it clean from my brain. It's 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 not it's not important. Happy to um, say I haven't seen hey, it. Hey Zach, where where are you from? Where, why are you where here? Where am I from? I uh, I live in uh, Charlie's closet. I'm a monster. I uh, come out once in a while to small in spook there. people. Uh, yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't it's even not have a door. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm one half of uh, my cabbages, an Avatar podcast. We go episode by episode reviewing the series and talking about how much we love it and the memes and the stuff and the bits and we we do the all sorts bits, of fun the bits the, the bits, bits the bits. We always do some some fun shenanigans. We uh, we have some some pretty cool guests on uh, this past season, and uh, we're hopefully going to have some more pretty cool guests for the coming season. So uh, if you like Avatar and you like two goofballs who don't take themselves too seriously but still get into the weeds of it, check us out. And also it's lots of cabbages. sound clips. <laughs> yeah, lots of sound bites. I, I kind of go ham on the editing a little bit. I love it so much. And of course, we're, we have Zach on to cover, once again, Avatar, because... You don't cover it enough, apparently. You can't. I'm. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I was just like, what do I? What do I want to talk about? Ugh. Uh, it's something I haven't talked about in a long, long time. Avatar. Great. Let's talk about Avatar. Hey, I'm already. More than that, Avatar season two, <laughs> which you just. I'm already covered. in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. We just. <laughs> We just wrapped our season for season we'll two. We'll go back a little bit uh, because which, we're going to the first couple of episodes of season two. That's right. Yeah. And this is yeah, a strong before the start to a season. By God, before the opera drought. Mercifully, before the opera drought. I, I love how y'all split it up. You gave Alex the opera drought. <laughs> she, she asked me which one I wanted and I wasn't sure which one. So I was just like, I'll take the first one. She goes, nice. Dodge the opera drought. I was like, God, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into what Avatar is all about? Mother, this is your job. This is my job. What's the first half of this? First half of this season. What's the first half of this season about? So Aang is continuing on his quest to learn how to master all of the elements. And this time we're going to learn about Earth. So he's looking for an Earthbender master to teach him. He has a vision that it's going to be some woman or girl in a flowing gown. So he's looking for... Woman. And the person is supposed to be someone who (laughs) listens to the Earth. So we go on a quest and that's when we meet Toph, right? That's how it's... Toph. Toph. It sounds like Toph. Toph. Okay. So we meet... Tough. Tough. 
tough. And uh, she's going to be our earthbender master who's going to teach Aang all of the wonderfulness of earthbending. And she's an interesting character that we get to meet this year. She's blind, which gives her the edge over everyone else because she literally sees through the earth. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, the the start of this season is like, I, I think instantly I, what I'm drawn to is that it is a stronger start than season one. I think season one is definitely really like kind of slow and takes a little while to get going. It's because you gotta and get used two, to the characters, you yeah, know? No, like in, in a good way. I think season one does a good job of introducing the series. But now that season two isn't burdened with that, it can just kind of jump right mm-hmm. into things. Yeah. So we just, we immediately go with the Avatar state where they're just, they're... They're at an Earth Kingdom base, and there's this guy who's really obsessed with getting Aang into the Avatar state. You're you're ready to fight the Fire Lord now. Yeah, he's like he's like what? No, fam, fam, just no? just do it, okay? Listen, no. I'll scare you half to death. I'll I'll drown your friend in dirt, and that'll force you into the Avatar state. Then you can just stay in the Avatar state while we, I guess, like drive a ship across the country to fight the Earth King. Hang it's on, like... hang on. I've just I've just made Aang into the Avatar state. All I have to do is threaten the lives of his friends. Oh Let's God. just get to the yeah. Earth King, and we'll handle it yeah, there. No, it's crazy. It's just it's like the dumbest idea. Idea, but it's like a great <laughs> montage of just ways that they try to do it. There's I mean... there's the coffee. <laughs> he just like gets hyped yeah, yeah. up on coffee, which is so it's no, don't do that. Aang is already hyper mm-hmm. as it is. And there's the where he puts on the ceremonial things of each nation and then they put all the elements together and throw it on him. It's mud. Guys, it's, it's, just it's mud. mud. It turns out it's just it's just mud. It's like um in painting when you're when you're trying to learn how to mix colors to create certain hues and certain tones. Uh there's this ugly pink that I think most people just call mud, which is what happens when you you try to oh the the blue it needs to be a little warmer, so maybe I'll add a little bit of like a touch of of orange to it no it was too much orange now it's just really dark so now i'll add a little bit of of white and then what you end up with is just this ugly color that is just a combination of all the colors and you basically just have to throw it away and start from scratch and that's what we get here with the with the four elements combined is they just make mud it's just just throws mud on him it's great it's and just i just mud. i also just love airbender sneezes because then all the mud <laughs> Goes on to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, his sneezes are legendary. I don't know what it is. Is that is it like if you are if you can earthbend, but you're not like classically trained, and you sneeze, is that the the signifier? You just sneeze and like a hurricane wind shoots out and gets like mess all over everyone. Who can bend mud? Is is that just everybody can bend mud? Because I would it's think all the so. Together? I would is think that how so. That works? It's a good question. <laughs> well, the airbenders, I guess, could only just kind of bend the the, the air, air into it. pushing the mud around. I don't know what the firebenders can do about that, but like earth and water maybe can bend mud. Yeah. I mean, if the mud They're, is made but, of what, sand and not just regular dirt, they might be able to turn. The firebenders could maybe turn it to glass. Yeah, but they still then yeah. couldn't bend no. the glass. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else they could They could just burn it. <laughs> They That's put all they the mud. <laughs> they put the mud in a pipe, and then they shoot fire from the pipe, and it like shoots. It's like a it's like a projectile. There you go. The mud gun. Mud gun. Mud gun. Well, he is a mud gun, right? Just but... cover him with mud and let him sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand his reasoning. I understand that the leader's reasoning on this. He's like, okay, in the Avatar state, you are the strongest. So, and you defeated them easily in the Avatar state. It's just the 
the theory doesn't go any further than that. Obviously, it's kind of stupid. Right. Yeah. Because we like, got the giant would, like... water kaiju last <laughs> season, and it's like, you demolished the Fire Nation. Like, do that again. Just do that. He, like, induces the Avatar state, and then he's just like, I honestly never thought I'd get this far. I don't know. I don't know what comes <laughs> next, everybody. Sorry. Like, he, he caused him to go to the Fire... Or, Fire Nation. Um, Avatar state. And then, like, w- what do you think was gonna happen? Aang destroyed a bunch of shit and tried to kill you. What did you yeah. expect? He thought he could control Steven, it, maybe? I don't know. Uh, season one, we, we had this running tally where we tried to keep track of all the people that the Avatar, Team Avatar accidentally murdered. <laughs> like, the, the, the Fire Nation soldier that gets completely frozen over by Katara in the like, second episode. He's definitely dead. He's not gonna survive that ordeal. Um, but I think some of the Earth soldiers definitely get bodied in this moment here, where, like, they're just... Yeah. Like, Aang is dropping boulders on these people. They they God, Just because it's... they're Earthbenders doesn't mean they have stronger skulls. <laughs> it's also probably all of those injured Earthbenders who came back from the war, too. He uh-huh. just, he murdered them. <laughs> That's terrible. Those poor people. Think of it this way. It wasn't Aang intentional. Deals... It was because of the Avatar State. He can't control the Avatar State. He barely knows how to get into it at this point, so... Yeah, he's Bruce Banner. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. He, he's the Hulk. Yeah. In that Avatar State. Yeah. I just, like, I get so upset over the whole, like, uh, how he sucks Katara into the Earth to get Aang to do this. Like... What? How? how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's terrifying. And he's like, "Oh, it's just a trick. She's fine. She can't breathe. She was in the yeah. earth. How does how does that work? I don't." How like many it. times has this guy like done something like this and then been like, "Oh, they're fine. Look at that. Oh, nope, they're crushed to oh, death. Well. Sorry, everyone. This is awkward." <laughs> um, and then also in this season, we're introduced to somebody else, Azula. Yeah, that's. Oh, uh, I was gonna make a joke about the guy who plays the ukulele in the Tale of Two Lovers. Yeah, we get introduced to these uh these hippies, they're great. Yeah. No, Azula makes her first appearance in this season. Oh, she's evil yeah. and psycho. And she is like yeah, she's she's every bit the villain that like Zuko sort of wanted to be in the first season, but just he like he Kylo rended up. He just kinda he can't he can't He's he even can't resist the light <laughs> doing the right Yeah, yeah, he can't resist doing the right thing, dang it. It's uncle's just too strong of an influence on him well, i mean this everything he did he wanted he did because he was trying to impress his father he kept trying and trying mm. to impress his father at this this season he finally realizes probably that that's not ever gonna happen so just get over it yeah i love his uncle and like just because just because he he captures the avatar doesn't mean that his father will make any changes toward on his life at all like you know he'll take the avatar say thank you and then all right back to your fucking exile child be gone with you <laughs> pretty much yeah so zuko uh, and iroh are just like they're just chilling at this like fire nation spa or something when azula comes in and is like oh um father wants you back like of course family's really important mm. To him and yeah he's suddenly really really sentimental and really he just wants uh, you home like he loves you obviously yeah Zuko is so desperate to uh, please his dad he's just so desperate to get back into the family graces he doesn't realize he just, how he just wants love he needs a hug it's crazy because yeah. he knows his sister's a psychopath i don't know why he he rolled a sense motive and he got a natural one on that one for sure <laughs> like there's no way that that any, under any circumstance on un, any any other circumstance zuko would have believed that for a second but he's just he's so desperate for it yeah so obviously it doesn't go well and azula was just trying to capture them god that one guard who's just like the prisoners oops <laughs> just literally yeah. 
literally <laughs> uses the word prisoners in Basu front of Zuko like, and Iroh. Fucking A, bro. Like, come on. They were willingly on the ship, and now you screwed everything up. Yeah. And, yeah. But Iroh, I love that Iroh just, like, did not trust this. He he knew. Zuko didn't yes. care. Iroh knew. And so he was prepared. And so they're just like, well, I guess we can't ever go to the Fire Nation. It's, he, they just want to capture us, and it's not going to work out. Oh, they'll go back someday. Yeah, that's when, I, that's when Zuko, like, cuts his top knot, which is, like, a really, like, symbolic and important moment, where he's like, I'm done with it. This, like lifestyle of trying to get back to what I had and now it's time for me to like focus on what is in the now oh mm-hmm. he's manning yeah. up this is the, good it's a real moment of growth for him yeah it's just I don't know why that just made me think of like the Mulan when she cuts her hair moment <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's not going mean, to be it's... that perfect. It's no. Oh, yeah. When she just takes the dagger and it's just like, perfect cut. That's not how that a works. perfect line. It turns out that Mulan is like a hairstylist and she Apparently. just knows exactly how to slice the knot so that it's like, it falls perfect. Exactly. Yeah. I like the Rapunzel oh. one better when they cut her hair and it comes out all messy. It's better. You yeah, know? yeah. It's... Cinematic parallels. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what all of this works. Cutting hair. <laughs> hey, like we said on, the, on, on our podcast, podcast season two hair yeah season one or book one water book two hair (laughs) lots of lots of hair like some symbolism in these first few episodes for sure my goodness i i really should make my friend kyla talk to you about her her whole like hair um thesis about like zuko's journey just based off of like how his hair works in this entire series, uh-huh. she's and then she's and then too much work into that. Sounds like it. Literally, I just watched an episode where uh, Azula was able to track Team Avatar because of what hair? hair. Yep, it's, hair. it's all about all, that hair. It's all connected. <laughs> I need my oh I don't have it on this one I I had a virtual background that was just like one of those like clipboards with all the like yarn and photos on it that I, oh that I used to put up to just be like it's all connected you know? wait I, I I need to get one of those and that's that's just gonna be my background because I'm Charlie right because right. his name is Charlie Day Charlie work yeah there we go okay so and then like the episode ends with um the 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 gang they're just like yeah, we're we're not gonna use the Avatar State. We're gonna get out of here. They 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 just they start going to Omashu. Like Sokka basically like stages a coup and just like slaps this general and he's just like anybody I anybody got a problem with that? Anybody got no, a problem with that? No. And they're all just like uh uh-uh, uh we we good fam and then we meet your your favorite the your, hippies. your high buddies yeah the, our fun fun hippies i think it's awesome the they bard. were smoking some good weed there come on yeah it's awesome they were, they were the something. honorable npcs that joined the party for one for one session of the campaign my god what are their what is the guy's name even i don't even remember it's oh i i don't remember either i yeah. just watched it yesterday i love it it just it says group of carefree traveling bards that's yeah. that you know that's a very accurate. well because they weren't going to say a group of uh pot smoking hippies <laughs> which is what they were <laughs> same difference same same i difference. mean look at what they were wearing um, i love it <laughs> it looked like they were going to a luau just, or just something like, they <laughs> yeah. show up and there's just like smoke coming out of the pot like the the group and ang's like i didn't know you were firebenders <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that <laughs> Hey, use your firebending to light some of this dank kush. Come on. Yeah, so these these bards, these traveling bards tell um the gang about this this tunnel that's going to take them to Omashu. It would be so much quicker than like flying cuz sure. flying that's not fast at all. And so the gang's like, "Nah, nah 
Appa doesn't like tunnels, but flying... We have to do what makes Appa most comfortable. Yep. Smash cut to the Fire Nation <laughs> pelting fireballs at, at Appa. Poor baby. Oh god, poor Appa. Yeah, this, this season I, is not great for Appa. I love, I love the smash cuts that they use in Avatar. It's always so funny. Like we have, oh, we have to do what makes Appa most comfortable. Like smash cut to Appa getting attacked and then immediately smash cut to them back at the pass being like, and all right. The, and they're all like smoking. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, we're going to the cave. Cave of love. Uh. So they uh, they go in this cave and they get uh, separated by falling rocks. Which because what is else the... would happen in a cave? Yeah, but also I feel like I should mention that the stereotypical thing that like a, a DM will do while party's in a dungeon and they're like pissing the DM off or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing is the DM will just be like, all right, rocks fall, everybody dies. <laughs> That's like the go-to joke is like, is rocks fall. So clearly the party was not was not doing what the, what the DM wanted here and uh, just made rocks fall on everyone. Now isn't this the episode? I, I mean, I oh. just feel... Sorry, go hmm? Speak. I just I just feel like that's always like the thing that has to happen whenever you're in a cave. It's just like the uh-huh. rocks are gonna fall and everybody's gonna get separated. Like Yeah, yeah. It happened in Chamber of Secrets. Like it happens every freaking time. It's, you gotta, it's like a classic It's a trope. A cla- it's like a yeah, it's a trope. It's a classic like also I, I'm sorry I keep mentioning D D. It's just we'll, on our podcast we're basically we commentate on Avatar as though it were like a, a long standing D D campaign. Uh, it makes because sense because it's though. a bunch of party it's a party of adventurers going on a quest and it like makes total sense it feels very much like a D campaign uh but it's like every every D D, the the notes on the players sheets are like don't split up the party and then the notes on the dm sheet are find a way to split up the party so the rocks falling in the cave is very much like in line with that um Sokka is trapped in his worst nightmare he's uh stuck alone with these hippies who he, he's like hey maybe we should plot a course or try to make a map and the hippie's like all we need is love man we just need love and Sokka's like already starting that that red, the red mark stamp on his forehead you didn't quite understand yeah. what the red mark was when you saw it remember at the end I'm like he's <laughs> yeah, just when, like what's the red mark later. and I'm like it's like his he keeps hitting his head over and no, over again. No, I, I know what it is from, but like every time I see that part, like at the end of the episode, I'm just like, okay, is this is this high guy like pointing to Sokka and be like he's the avatar? Because he has a mark on his head? Or is he pointing to Aang? He was pointing to like, Aang. Like at that I moment think, I can't tell. I think he's pointing or to I think Aang. he's pointing to Aang. Didn't Aang just do some fancy like like airbending stuff yeah. or something like that? I feel like he just Maybe. kind of made it very obvious and then the, the guy is like, I think he's the avatar let me get the yeah because i i thought it was just like Sokka has something on his on his forehead like he has a mark there (laughs) obviously that means he's the avatar no i thought that's what he was no (laughs) i think you're wrong this episode like it's a really fun like lore backstory that totally clangs with what we find out later in in Korra without giving away any spoilers. I'm I mean, assuming you, I you haven't it seen works. it all, Carrie. I've seen she, I haven't seen Korra. I've seen most of this, just not in order. That's the thing. Gotcha. It was you know like the first episode of Korra, and that was it. <laughs> I saw like one or two, but I, like I said, it's it, nothing has ever been in order for me except that maybe like the like one or two of the like multi episode um mm-hmm. like sections, like where it's like a two parter kind of yeah. thing. Um, there was something else in going. Korra, on here too. Um, oh yeah, what's up? Uh, on the other side, we have Iroh and Zuko with um, the herbalist, where he's trying to make ah because <laughs> <laughs> Iroh's playing Russian roulette with fucking herbs in the My forest. God. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that deadly. moment where Zuko shows up. Zuko shows up and he's like, "You know that plant that I was thinking about making tea out of?" You and didn't. Zuko's like, "You didn't." And he's like, "I did, and it, it wasn't." wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. So yeah. wonderful. Now that is a that is a knowledge nature check fail if I've ever seen one. Also, yeah. is like, no. hey, these berries could restore your hit points, or uh, they could like give you blindness. He's just <laughs> like. I wrote got a net zero. Yeah. Yeah. He did not do well on that one. But it was funny to watch. Um, you can't even roll an at zero on the die. It's not possible, but somehow Iroh yes, did it. Yes, but but like, Iroh did it. Absolutely. Yeah. There, yeah. Maybe like a negative. Negative two. He's, he's got a net. He's got a... Uh, he's just like a, a royal... Like, this is what I like about Iroh is he's very wise and he has a lot of um, like talents and depth to him. But he, at the end of the day, is still kind of like a spoiled rich boy who like enjoys comforts and the finer things in life and yeah. will pursue them to his own detriment I mean, a lot of the time. It's like, like his one weakness. Is... Like later on when Zuko's stealing shit for him I was just like, hmm, this is bad. And then he's just like, ooh stuff. Food. Yeah. <laughs> like... so, he... so here's my it's, connection. It's like Zuko stealing is wrong. Are those canapes? Yes. He <laughs> acts like a Hufflepuff, am I wrong? He does. <laughs> I, I don't think he is I'd one, but so. he acts like one at times where he's just like, okay, let's try this let's see what goes on he just seems kind of like less serious a little bit more fun and relaxed i don't know i feel like iroh is like a gryffindor turned hufflepuff yeah i mean he's yeah. he's definitely he's like the a became a hufflepuff later that. in life yeah yeah he's in he's he's gone he's gone on an arc which i wonder has that ever happened do you think like they're ever just you know some student goes through a like a big life-changing ordeal and they're just like yeah i just don't feel slithered anymore can i can i put the hat on again see what the hat <laughs> thinks well, i wonder if that's ever happened before i think I think we're on the wrong podcast to, to talk about that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, christina, christina just randomly apparates into the zoom calls just like hey, hey. quit treading on my chair <laughs> so yeah so that they they get into a little bit of trouble with um the poisonous plant and eventually get get some help from a healer mm-hmm. <laughs> who's just like yeah iroh we don't usually just make this poisonous plant into tea that's no, no, you don't do yeah. that. And he's like, she's like, oh, well, you know, we always make too much dinner. And uh, Iroh's like, well, where do you live exactly? <laughs> he's already trying to trying to get at this meal. He's, he's just funny. like, food, food. Let's let's go. Let's go for this roast duck. I love it. Uh, speaking speaking of meals in this episode, I also was surprised to see that Aang was able to fit his whole foot in his own mouth. It's impressive that he was able <laughs> to fit his wrong. entire foot in his mouth like that. I I'd never seen anything like it yeah so <laughs> so back in the the cave um we learned yeah. some some lore about like why the cave exists i mean you know it's it's the two lovers but like what who are, who are these lovers what's going on here yeah there was there was a war it's <clears throat> like real romeo and juliet shit um except like one of them lives uh, <laughs> <laughs> just one just one because they're from opposite um, towns who are warring, and they fell in love. They met in on this mountain. They they like use the caves to to meet each other in secret. Yeah, and like yeah, anybody yeah. else who follows them will die. Oh, <laughs> it's, oh so yeah, that's, like, the other, it's, it's that's the other. That's the other part. 
That's the that's the ending of that song. And, and die. die. <laughs> um, yeah. The the caves are freaky. Like, do do you think they like? Do you think they like got busy in those caves? Like, what? How far? Oh, did they did with with um yeah. with all what those uh, badger moles watching them. Yeah, right, right. The badger <laughs> badger moles just just wanted to watch. Yeah, at least they're good guys. Yeah. <laughs> so um, these these two lovers, they they um. You know, they're forbidden from one another. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They learned like earthbending. <laughs> they learned earthbending from the badger moles to make these caves and all of that. And then the man dies in the war. And then the woman's like, oh, fuck that. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not doing this anymore. Shit. And so no. she just ends the war with her earthbending. She's like, no, um, <laughs> I'm the avatar now. We're ending this fucking war. No more. Uh it's like that scene in Captain Phillips. She's like, look at me. Look at me. I'm the Avatar now. <laughs> and so they make a, a new town, and it's it's a ship name. It, the town's name is a ship name. The it's, town is a ship name. Yep. Her name was Oma. His name was Shu. So the town Omashu. is Omashu. It's sweet. It's Omashu. That's, that's cute. You know... I was trying to think of like a i was trying to make a joke about like other ships in the fandom and i was like oh remus and sirius what's their ship name Rem remius it's it's wolfstar lupius it's what wolfstar because wolfstar yeah it's because sirius is the dog star and then remus is a wolf the dog star i've never heard that expression before it's so sirius is named after like a star in the sky oh because i see because he's yeah all right it's a constellation thing yeah because a bunch of them are named after constantly wolf star ah the city of wolf star what are the two brothers names in uh what are the two brothers names in um in supernatural they always get shipped dean brothers get shipped <laughs> dean dean see i don't know what i don't know what that ship name is either anyway, i think it's just Wincest. Yes, I think, I that think would be yes, yes. If they, if they were shipped, it would be Winchester for sure. Because they're the Winchester brothers, and that would be incest. Oh, that's yeah. There you go. Well, the city of Winchester. Here we go. <laughs> Wait. God damn! I anyway. was I was gonna make another joke. The the town's whole thing is like the mailing system, the the shipping system, because it's a ship town. Oh my god, Charlie, you just you just oh, blown this whole thing my wide god. open. So terrible. I, I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out. Amazing. I don't know yeah. if the creators had this in mind, but like but they did it. it the shipping. The, hey, what'll what'll this ship name town? Uh, what'll what its main export be? I know shipping. <laughs> it's like uh, those those um those shoots are like the Large Hadron Collider. They just you put two people you want to ship in the shoots and they collide at the center and there you go. They they make yeah. a couple. Yep, absolutely. That's how it works. Okay. Yep. They That's just science, fuse. folks. So back to the episode. So yeah, <laughs> I love so how they get Aang out of the cave. That's awesome. They get we get the first Aang and Katara. Are, yeah, Aang and Katara are like, well, Katara's like, what if we kiss? And Aang's like, bleh, girls, gross. And Katara's like, hey, fuck you, man. And as kiss. I said, Aang, Aang wants to kiss her. And Katara wants to kiss apparently him. wants to kiss Aang in this yeah, moment. Yeah, they're like, but what if we did that? And Aang's like, well, it's better I, than I dying. Can't, Katara's I can't like, what? be too eager. <laughs> Aang, I can't be too <laughs> eager about this because then, like, hmm, girls. Okay, he's at that age yeah, where yeah. girls are good and girls are gross at the same time. And now he's like 12 he's because, like right at that cusp because last night my my mom made some meatloaf and i was like gee mom this is this is eating this is is better than dying <laughs> you know what and she, and she was like hey what and i was like what it's better than dying that's a compliment i'm giving you a compliment 
He's trying to be aloof like Sokka said again. That's yeah, that's yeah. the problem. He's trying to play it <laughs> Never aloof. take advice from Sokka. Like, the first time. <laughs> Never. She's like, what if we kiss? And Aang's like, I don't know. I got a lot of my own stuff going on, you know? I'm just yeah. I'm my own person. Uh, you can't know. really be tied down. <laughs> um, uh, so they turn off the lights and, yeah, they get they get their way out of the Whoa, caves. there's magic crystals that light up when there's no light. Yeah. And then it leads you out of the cave. It's great. It's like, you'd, you'd think that in any event, like, the, the people... People that are stuck in the cave, their light source would run out before they starve to death. So their light source would just run out and then mm. they'd by default be like, oh, look, crystals. Maybe we can just follow these crystals instead of like, yeah. you know, getting all romantic and stuff. We could just turn out our lights and get out, get out that way. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? This is, it's a weird cave. And it's a weird they, cave. They, they get out, but Sokka and the, the bards, um, they make their way out by playing some music for the badger yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a little concert for these badger moles. <laughs> and they get out. God, I love that so much. We just, we Everybody... let ferocious beasts lead our lead our way out, you know? Yeah. It's fine. That was a really fun episode. Yeah, they, my my very talented brother, Jake, wrote a, um, not wrote, but like re, sort of revamped a version of this song that like sound, make it sounds like a, like a punk song. And we use it for our credits um, sequence. I love so. it so much. Any it's episode okay. of season two, you listen and bam that's that's the uh that's the end the end theme that we have um and that the the last and then they th- sorry they exit the cave and then they're like so are all you folks coming with us to amashu and they're like nope <laughs> And then they Dang's just like, leave. Cool, see you later. <laughs> That's then, the end of their arc. And then what's happened to Amashu? <gasps> it's been taken over by the Fire Nation. Oops. Bum, bum, bum. That sucks. And and also Zuko stole from um that nice family that like gave them food. Yeah. He he's he stole an ostrich horse. That's what it is. It's a real low. And some food and stuff. What the fuck? You stole their horse. How you dare. stole their chocobo. How could you steal their chocobo like that? These are the weirdest animals uh, ever in the show, I must say. I love all of the animals in the show, and I thought it was such a strong decision to just take regular animals and, like, mash them together. Also, I don't understand why... So it's called earthbending, because they're presumably, I guess, on Earth, but what's the deal mm. with this Earth? The continents are all different, the, the people are all different, there's no, like, correlation also, to our planet. Not at all. It's, it's not... <laughs> earth but it is earth but they, it's called earth bending i'm so confused also how can um they bend space rocks space earth yeah that no yeah. nope that's, that's not that's earth the, that's the that's the other thing is do you think like other alien races when they when they find us they're just like uh the arrogance to name dirt to name the the word dirt after this planet like this is the only planet with dirt y'all think you're so fucking special you think there isn't dirt on other planets besides earth come on it's no but dirt bending nope. doesn't sound just... nice earth bending sounds better <laughs> I'd be, listen, I'd be a dirt bender. I'm a dirt bender. (laughs) I'll bend me some water or fire any day. Thank you very much. Dirty bending. (laughs) I got got that dirty bending. That's, it turns out that's just, that's just like hot yoga. That's what dirty bending (laughs) is. Uh, oh. So then, boom, they're in Omashu, and this is a fun one. It's, yeah, they have to sneak into Omashu through the sewers! Yay! Mm-hmm. And we meet the the cutest, the cutest little thing. A pentapus gets attached yeah, to Yeah, little squishies! 
Liter- they're, uh, literally, it's they're, a squishy. They're pentapods. They're the newest uh, ear, um, wireless earbud craze. Uh, Joy <laughs> loves these pentapods. They, they, Sokka, they leave you covered with polka dots. What's you better? Five years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Sokka sports them. He's like, hey, they're they're great. Listen, they totally didn't give me a bunch of money to huck their product on my podcast slash YouTube show slash whatever. Uh, I just love these pentapods. They're great, oh and in God. no way uh, overhyped. Um, I'm in no way referring to Raycons. Raycon, you can feel free to reach out, give us money. We're not that big, but. <laughs> We'll huck your product. Zach is just constantly doing the bits here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always be closing. <laughs> always be closing. Uh, ABC. So, so I mean, the the, penta, the pentapus makes some little marks on Sokka. They think, oh, he's sick or something. What's wrong with him? And so they just, yeah, it's it's fine. It gets the guards away from them. Shoo, shoo, get away the from guards, us. The guards are like, I think my uncle had pentapus. I love it. They're we so need to easily burn our duped. clothes. They're so easily Yeah, picked. yeah. Quick, I, I need to burn my clothes, wear an N95 mask, and wash my hands, stay six feet away, and I'm all just, I'm, I'm he just has like, COVID. Man, Get away from him. It's it's nice that this episode has some pretty, like, decent public health uh, uh, messages here. Like, yes, wash your hands. Good idea. Please, please do that. Wash your hands and burn your clothes. And bur- oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta and do burn that. burn your clothes, for sure. You get COVID, yeah. you gotta burn your clothes. <laughs> yep, everybody knows that. I just think it's interesting uh, that we were all being told to wash our hands. Like, weren't we already washing our hands? Kind of oh, gross. Did you oh, not Karen. wash them before? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, sweet summer. Oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> this is why the this is why they put up that sign in the bathrooms that say like employees must wash hands because they must have had enough cases where some employee just didn't wash their hands. Oh, I could tell you and, stories uh, so about my time working in a pizza place back in the oh, day. Dear. Let's just say a lot of kitchen See, workers like I to work smoke at a cigarettes. Pizza place and I wash my hands constantly. A lot of people in mm. the food service industry like to smoke cigarettes and back in the day they didn't have requirements that you couldn't smoke inside a restaurant. So mm. yeah. They would just smoke their cigarette, yeah. put it down in the ashtray and go make your food. Yuck. Oh, your people smoke on, cigarettes. Let me, let me put out this cigarette. Let me just put out the cigarette in the marinara yeah. real quick. Just like I put this down for a second so Ugh. I can go make a pizza. Make a pizza. Yeah. I mean, pizza you make it with your hands, right? They didn't wear gloves. Mm. There were no gloves back then. <laughs> and your hands stink of nicotine yep. after you've you've oh. uh, smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Yes. Totally disgusting. Which is Don't why like when that. I worked there, I wouldn't let anybody else make my food. <laughs> that is fair. Um. Anyway, Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> Hey, we gotta have Very some relevant. side quests that I like. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm sorry for all of these side quests. Like, uh, was, uh, I was watching a YouTube channel called, uh, uh, I forget the, the name of it, but it's the premise is the, the girlfriend is giving a review. I think it's called Girlfriend Reviews. And the girlfriend is giving a review of the game that her boyfriend is playing. And from the perspective of, like, this is not what it's like to play this game. It's what it's like to want to be with someone who is playing, who live with someone who is playing this game. And she called uh, all the side quests in um in ghost of tsushima uh hold up a minute and they're hold up a minute they're like you're on the main quest and then oh hold up a minute that's what we're doing we're just getting stuck on a bunch of hold up a minutes but yeah omashu is there an omashu they're they're an omashu. In a big coffin with his with his face that was so awesome. that's just like <laughs> hysterical that's so weird he's in a freaking metal coffin just with his face yeah um so apparently um boomy just surrendered 
he he just surrendered. The Fire Nation has taken over Omashu, and the Resistance is just underneath the city, and they want to fight. And Aang's like, yeah, why don't you just, like, leave so you can, like, mm-hmm. survive? Just survive the war, guys. Yeah. It won't last too much longer. <laughs> Outlive. Outlast. Get out quick. Hit him fast. I don't know if those are the actual word, but that's a Hamilton line. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, um, Azula is also an Omashu. What? Of course she is. And it's Fire yeah, yeah. Nation. Why not? Yeah, it's Fire Nation. This is the this is the complete assembly of the the Birds of Prey. The yeah, literally, the it's the fucking Birds yeah. of Prey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she she forms her own girl girl gang. Um, a girl squad, and they're terrifying. They're all terrifying. <laughs> they're terrifying fourteen year olds. Yeah. My goodness. Um, so she she gets her friend um, Ty Lee from the circus, who's like, nah, this is my calling. I want to be here. So what does Azula do? She threatens her at her performance. Yeah. Like, um, I'll just but like she's... murder you here, but like I'll make it so like the the environment around you is just so terrible that like if you do anything wrong, you're gonna die. Just she she has a very like mob boss way of delivering this threat too she's like she's like listen i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to stand in the way of fashion you understand and there's a and uh tylee's like oh thanks azula i appreciate that she's like oh by the way i'm gonna hold a gun to your head this entire performance don't mess up and then yep. afterwards <laughs> tylee's like all right i i uh, i get the message uh yeah completely of my own fruition i've decided to join your team well she survived the first day yeah. and she's like and i'll be back tomorrow for the next show yeah it's like yeah. oh shit it's just... there won't be a next show yeah i love i love it it's just like oh what but the circus was your calling well azula called a little louder actually no she was screaming <laughs> in your ear literally yeah, like yeah. come help me <laughs> death threats <laughs> or i'll kill you literally <laughs> holding a gun to her head yeah um and then the other one is may may is just she's the the what he's the governor governor's daughter of omashu um, yeah she's like yawn this place sucks uh, she is the the goth she's the goth she has cool yeah. like ni- knife things um throwing she's stars That's ebony fair. she's ebony darkness dementia raven way <laughs> no yes Abs- absolutely, <laughs> Don't don't worry about it, Carrie. It's not worth your mental energy. <laughs> I've told her a bit about my immortal. The we yeah. I told her about it, and then we had an entire discussion about um punk bands. <laughs> it's a dumb. It's a dumb like corner of the internet that is not worth wasting your time. Okay. On. It is, in fact, the quote unquote worst fan fiction to ever exist, and it's a Harry Potter fanfic. It's um, the worst one, so it's worse than the other one. The the big one, the uh, what school for pure miracles? No, I was gonna say the uh, fan fiction that became uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a Twilight fanfic, yeah, isn't it? it's terrible. I think that's a Twilight fanfic, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I didn't watch the movies or read all of, the books, but it was terrible. <laughs> it reads as one of, like, like Tina from Bob's Burgers, like, fanfiction. It's just... Oh, my goodness. Uh, these two characters, maybe they could just, like, knock boots over and over again for the whole movie. <laughs> yep. So relevant to Avatar, this is. Because <laughs> yeah. there's lots yeah, of so sex we, in Avatar. We, <laughs> Not really. Yeah, lots of it. Lots of it. Anyway, they, they get... A, I'm sorry for all these tangents. You can cut around them if you want to. You're going to hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> the, they they get out. They have, like, this big, like... I, I love like, this rally so much. almost. There's all these, like, 
people with the the pentapox and they're like they just oh no it's an outbreak everyone has covid and then the 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 fire nation's like oh we we need to rid the city of this disease get them out of here like you know this is this is how you handle a pandemic apparently you just kick everybody out of the city yeah 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 well and the (laughs) thing is like we know that how like ruthless the fire nation can be and i was surprised that they weren't just like all right burn it all down just burn it all down we're you know that would also work just like burn all those people alive and then like the sickness is gone that's how it works i expected them to just start lighting up (laughs) like oh god ang made quite the miscalculation here i think the reason why they didn't is because it was the henchmen it was like the low level military that they were dealing Mm. with and these guys are a bunch of boneheads truly you know Mm. what i mean if yeah if it was someone don't care like a general or something yeah it might have been different like so ang's trying to give back the baby that he totally yeah. didn't, didn't mean um, to take well, three benders and a baby. Momo stole the baby. <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. yeah. An honest accident. It's it's three benders and a baby here, and we have uh <laughs> Wait, we have this not baby a bender. Who's... No, but we got, we got Boomy on the other side. He's a bender. We're gonna switch Boomy for the baby. There so go. there you go. Three benders and a baby. Yeah, so they, they trade Tom Tom for King Boomy, and my goodness, the the fact that Azula's like, hmm, I don't think this is a fair trade. What do you think, May? He's your brother. And May's like, you're right. It's not a fair trade. I don't care about my brother. We're not going to give you this powerful earthbender for my brother. I don't give a shit about this dumb baby. (laughs) That's just pretty sad. My goodness. Ugh. And... Uh, so they have to they have to rescue Boomy and I, I, I love this. This is like the only time or no, it's not the only time. This is another time where we see Boomy and Aang riding down the the shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're trying to escape. Except Boomy is in a coffin. Boomy, Boomy is in a coffin. Aang is riding him like a giant beefy surfboard. Yeah, Aang's just like, oh, this is great. It's like old times, and Boomy's like, no, it's not. I am in a coffin. <laughs> This is not so fun. So how how much t- how much time do you want to allocate to the rest of this episode? Because we have quite a few more episodes to get through. Yeah, we do. Um, we can uh, be a bit briefer on some of the let, other ones. Let's yeah, let's 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 go a little bit faster. Um, basically, lightning round the swamp. Yeah, go ahead. Ba- basically, Boomy's like, you need a different Earth Bunny teacher. It's not going to be me. You need somebody who waits and listens. And yeah. so they just they leave Omashu and they leave Boom. The the it's birds sad. of prey will now be after Aang as well as Zuko and Iroh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody's busy. Got some shit to deal just, with. It's like it's like in GTA, they're just gathering stars on their bounty. Like more and more cops are gonna start showing up to chase them down. Oh, we'll get to that chase eventually. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully the next is the swamp. This the is freaking weird one. swamp. Yeah, they, they go to they go to some swamp and Aang is like, hey, I'm being called to the swamp and it seems like I should listen to it because Boomy kind of told me something similar. And they're all just like, are you kidding? It's a scary swamp. Like, there's got to be like monsters down there that could wreck our shit. We're not at the right level for the swamp. And Aang's like, well, all right, if everybody feels so strong about it. And then the swamp later. takes and then... them down Wizard of Oz style. It's like, yeah, uh, so not tornado, you're going to go down. And then they mm-hmm. all, you know, they get high on swamp gas. They see some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they all have their own little vision quests. I mean, Sokka sees UA, Katara sees her mom, and Aang, you know, sees this girl who's laughing, and she's got a flying boar. This is normal. Who's who's <laughs> this flying boar girl? What? That's strange. What? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Person... And they're attacked a bunch, just mm-hmm. just a bunch, by the swamp itself, and also waterbenders? 
No, whoa. What? And the, these waterbenders water are like so isolated that they don't know that there's other waterbenders in the world. I, just, I guess they just think that it's so funny. This swamp is the only place where there are waterbenders. Like, why? Why would you live in anywhere but a swamp if you're a waterbender? They they make, make fun of Katara for like living in the South Pole. Yeah. <laughs> like, no wonder you left. <laughs> She's like, it's just it's just nothing but ice and snow there, and they're like, yikes. Wow. And Gross. It's a uh, it's a uh, January as we're filming the as we're recording this, and uh, I'm with them on that. I'm officially yeah, tired. I of think all it was the snow and cold today. I said we don't have much like snow it. here. It is snowing, but we don't have much snow here. But the cold, I'm done with the cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be in a swamp, but Florida is the closest I can think of to be. So it is fairly swampy. Well, that is a swamp. Technically, yes. These people are pretty classic, like Florida man kind of kind of folks. <laughs> if you think about it, they're they're characters are like oh yeah yep i needed to get a i needed to get a gator out of my out of my backyard pond they, so i called my friend over with the pickup <laughs> See, truck i think it's more like they a literally have Louisiana, gators, mississippi kind of uh, swamp person but <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um also these waterbenders are trying to eat appa and momo no food. not cool fam. hey food you know you get any food when you're not out cool. living off the land mm-hmm. that that food has a saddle it belongs to somebody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why does this lemur I, I need to, a shirt? If, like, it doesn't seem like they're starving. It just seems like they're kind of, like, living their lives and going about their business. And, like, if you were living your life in the Old West, you came across a horse with a saddle, you wouldn't be like, hey, cool, dinner. <laughs> Let me just cook like, up this fucking Like, again, they're okie-finokie kind of people, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're yeah. definitely living off the land kind of people and maybe not the most educated. <laughs> they're, not, they're not very bright. Um, they're spiritual though. They're like hillbillies, least, um, basically. They're like that one guy is. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas this year, I got I got uh, Alex the official Avatar cookbook, and yeah. nowhere in that cookbook, nowhere in that cookbook did I see uh, catfish gator gumbo, which Damn. seems like a misstep. I I want some gumbo on that cookbook. <laughs> These folks would make some mean gumbo. Yeah. So we learned that so, um, the swamp is just it's just one big tree, and that like everything is connected. It's all connected. Man, it's all connected. It's all coming together. Uh, all yeah. the same things. Oh yeah. It's all <laughs> coming together. So the swamp shows you visions of the past and the future because you know, time is an illusion and so is death. And I'm just gonna That's quote right. the episode because there's no better way to say it. Yeah. So well, it makes sense the death send death, so might be from the future. Mm. We might see her eventually, maybe. Soon. Um and meanwhile, this is when Zuko like puts on the blue spirit mask and steals a bunch of shit for Iroh. <laughs> I'm sorry if your audience is is hearing a bunch of ASMR cat purring right now. But <gasps> I love cats. My cat has chosen to set up shop in my lap here. Oh, I heard a purr. I love that. Mm-hmm. Good. Um. So they're on their way. And it's Avatar Day. Swamp. It's Avatar Day, folks. Oh my we, goodness. We get a bunch of. We're in the worst. We get town. a bunch of references. <laughs> we we get a bunch of references to a fictional detective that does not exist in this world, but is still Phoenix being mimicked by Sokka for some Holmes. Yeah, Phoenix. It's Phoenix Wright. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they they wheel out these like burning these three Burning Man. They're like, hell yeah, we're gonna do a bunch of peyote in the desert for three straight days, and we're gonna burn three different giant effigies. And uh, it's it's Burning Man times three here, and uh, they burn all of these old Avatar sculptures to the ground to terrifying fashion. In well, front one of, Aang. of those has got to be new because it's Aang. Right, right. They like I guess they took a wanted poster. And they're like, quick, whip up this, 
whip up this new effigy. How how many months do you think it takes them to build one of those? They must have started they, that yeah, they start, as soon as... They start Avatar Day. They start building them, and then they're done by the next Avatar Day. Well, it's, it's, it's just the holiday. Year. Of course you gotta prep for the holiday. You, you know, you gotta make all your decorations, yeah. and you're doing a festival, you gotta make your parade floats. It makes sense. So Maybe they just lucked out, because because most... Like, they knew it was gonna be an air nomad, and all air nomads, like, kind of mm, dress similarly, and fair. they have the, the bald head. That's so maybe fair. it was just a generic air nomad, like, person that they'd already had, like, whipped up. <laughs> just in yeah. case. Well, then they saw a wanted poster, and then yeah. they fixed it. Um, right. But, like, they used to burn it, and he used to have, like, a beard or something, because they, they, they had no idea he was, like, 12. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. So, um, so, this village wants to cancel Aang, um, and just, like, the Avatar in general, because Kyoshi, um, killed their leader, Chin the Great. Fuck. Chin the asshole. That ain't good. How dare she? How So they, uh, Aang is, Aang is locked up with a bunch of inmates that are, like, Also bald, really, and also have tattoos. Really, really <laughs> feelsy in a really sweet way. They're, like, super, super emotionally intelligent and, like, it. there for him. And they give him romantic <laughs> advice yeah 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 they're just like you just have to share your feelings which is like way less toxic than when Sokka was just like yeah you just gotta like make her make her feel like you don't give a shit man <laughs> just make her like feel Listen, like you again don't, don't take dating Listen, advice from Sokka please we ever. learned this from <laughs> yeah. last season the water tribe is not about like romance like yeah, they're yeah. they're really not good with um any of that shit so it's Bunch I think it's a water tribe cultural thing water tribe <laughs> Bunch of fucking pickup artists down in the water tribe. So, um, what, uh, what happened? So Sokka is like, um, we have to solve this mystery and figure out, um, who actually killed Chin the Great. Because it couldn't have been Kyoshi. Like, nah, she's, mm. she's not about, like, murder or any of that. Well, it wasn't really murder. No, not at all. <laughs> what, and what I love is, like, Katara's like, hey, you, like, solved that one mystery that one time in camp. And then Sokka's like, oh, you're right, Katara. I guess I am the greatest detective who has ever lived the in the world. The greatest one of all time. I will he gets a hat. I love his costume. Glass. Yes. He gets a pipe. His costume is My the goodness. best. Yeah, he's clearly, he's clearly cribbing on Sherlock Holmes, which doesn't make any sense because I don't think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was around. She's why we call him Sherlock in, Holmes. In instead, they had a, about it. No, they had Herlock Sherlock Sholmes Holmes. instead. Her- Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> yep. Gotta love that Herlock Yep. <laughs> I just I want to see a cosplay of so- that outfit from Sokka. That would that do would it. Be my Make one. Thing. God, that's a great cosplay idea. Honestly, uh, I might have to do it. Do it. But yeah, so like Sokka is like, yeah, aha, I have cracked the case because and, Kyoshi's uh, feet are too big, and also this yeah, statue and this big. building Picture. are the same. And this this. This docent of the of the Kyoshi Museum is like way too into how big Kyoshi's feet are. Oh my He's god! Like super proud about he it. Has a foot You're just fetish. like, whoa, dude. <laughs> I think you've got think you've got like a you've got like a Quentin Tarantino thing going on here, and uh, you know, I'm not one to judge. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum, but uh, it's definitely the case here. Yeah. So they have the trial, and I mean, Aang summarizes it as well as we just did. Um, <laughs> how the crime went. Terrible. Like, I, my feet. I have very big feet. And it pans down to his tiny feet. And, and the sun. Like, it's like, and your down. your temple matches your statue. <laughs> it's it's great. It's terrible. They also just don't have a good like judicial system at all here. It's like you tell the story, I tell the story, I decide who's right. Uh, no, that's. 
that's not how that works. No, we ain't doing that. But I, mad, mad respect for like they're like they call Kiyoshi just to ask her. Like they phone in a friend. Yeah. And like Kiyoshi comes in and she's like, "Sorry, Ang, I totally did that shit." <laughs> I, I, but I she explains herself. She at just least. starts it off. Yeah. Yeah. I killed him and I do it again. You fucking bitches. <laughs> and then she like leaves Ang to deal with her problems. Literally, she's oh, like, "I killed job. him. Don't care." Uh, but it's because she wanted to save other people. She wanted to protect her people. And then a bunch of Fire Nation soldiers attack the village and uh, Aang's but just not like, but not before Ang not before Ang spins the wheel of oh, punishment. Yes. My goodness. Which is remarkable that oh, like I, I looked at all of these at some point and like nearly all of them are fatal. And there's like ninety percent of them are completely will fuck you up and destroy and you. And there's community and service. Community and then service. there's community service. <laughs> like like I used to just have like a like a lottery. It's like, oh well, all right. <laughs> it's like that scene in um Over the Garden Wall. It's like, a few hours, community service. Oh, is that all? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> so, of course, he has to be boiled in oil. And so when the when the soldiers come, Aang's just like, nah, I'm not going to help you. I'm supposed to be boiled in oil right now. And they're like, yeah, no, which, I mean, no, community listen, service. I- I'd be the exact same way. I'd be like, uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> kill me. Don't care. Yeah. I don't fucking care. I mean, he went through their process um, just watch... because he could, not because he ne- needed to. Yeah. He could escape any time. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> and so Aang saves them from the, the rough rhinos. And now they have a new celebration of Avatar Day where Ugh. they don't boil their yeah, dough in oil. The dough. <laughs> And it's mm. uh, raw no, dough. So disgusting. Not, not here for it. Blech. And Sokka learns a very, very valuable lesson this episode. And that is A, uh, actually he learns three lessons. The first is that bag totally goes with his belt. Yes. Oh, not, no, he doesn't have the belt yet. He doesn't have the belt <laughs> That's yet. That's next episode. Wait, no, he doesn't buy the bag until next yeah. episode. He, le- he learns to respect the value of things. And he also learns that if he believes hard enough, his boomerang will always come back to him. Yes, because he loses boomerang in the beginning. Yeah, They disrespected right. his boomerang. Yeah, so that was the so worst like time they've ever been to. Returned. And yeah. now um we're we're just gonna we're gonna go and watch some wrestling. And that that is Hell yeah. Most of the next episode is it's, just wrestling. It's just basically bad wrestling. I mean they start off going to a school where they're yeah. supposed to be learning how to do earth bending and they realize <clears throat> that the school is not for him. And nope. so they go they hear about this big it's earth a bending <laughs> competition. Yeah. Which turns out to be basically, yeah, WWF wrestling sl- uh, earthbender style. And <laughs> even starring The Rock. Sorry, The Boulder. The Boulder. <laughs> the who boulder. acts exactly like The Rock did when he was in his wrestling days. Can you smell what The Boulder is cooking? <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh I love it. it was so choreographed. It was uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Boulder is great. Everything. There may or may not be some kind of minor villain in my D&D campaign called The Boulder, just because I love him so much. <laughs> Uh, if you encounter the boulder, no relation to this avatar character at all, even though he'll sound exactly the same. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we we get this. This episode has big like anime tournament arc energy. Oh yeah, where, like you've definitely. got this this big wide open like fighting arena, and like you know some shit's about to go down. I want to know who are the earthbenders that come in and like re level the stage after like the earthbenders hmm. have completely like put a bunch of craters into it and stuff. Who fixes this, like this the stands? Be, 
Yeah, this 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 arena must be destroyed like every single tournament that they have. I want to know. It's not Harry Potter. They can't just wave their wands. No, they wave their hands. Why do they have stands like where the gang was sitting? Because people would get hit by flying rocks there. They shouldn't even have stands. Well, that's why the gang was sitting there because no one else was. Hey, why are these seats empty? He says. Right. I love the joke, (laughs) but I'm just like that. No, that's a hazard, guys. In the like in the in the water tribe when you're watching waterbenders fight like that's just exactly. the splash zone it's fun it's a splash zone but in the in the in the earth kingdom it's a little more deadly of an area to be uh, this is not a fire yeah thing. so the the all-time champion who defeats the boulder before he even gets to do anything um is the blind bandit oh oh wait that's yeah, the name yeah. of the episode i wonder if she's gonna be important and she's blind and she waits and listens before striking. <gasps> oh no! And it's... her family crest is a flying oh. boar. And when you put her in a frilly dress, she looks just like the girl from his visions. <laughs> but we don't see the frilly dress just yet. Yeah, but she has the same laugh. If yeah, if I was the the DM of this campaign, that that scene in the in the, in the swamp would have been my way of being like, look, look, everybody, here's the main plot. Here it is. Just pay attention to it. It's mm-hmm, a girl, mm-hmm. and she's got a very distinct animal with her that is very important and pay attention please pay pay, please pay attention yep Uh, so so yeah ang is like this has got to be the one this is the person to teach me and hops up on stage and is just like hey my name is ang tries to talk to her and then he actually what's your name fancy dancer hold me closer fancy dancer dancer. (laughs) she's very sassy i love that so ang beats her Uh, and and steals her belt <laughs> yep. And that's how Sokka I, I gets the this, belt. <laughs> yeah. I love this moment where Aang, like, where Katara is, wa- or not Katara, Toph is walking off stage and she just, like, opens this door out of nothing and, like, walks into, like, what I assume is, I guess, the locker room or whatever and just fucking closes it yep. again. Like, is is it a locker room or did she just kind of make a cave for just herself and, like, five minutes Who later knows? she just the she door? She probably again. did the cave <laughs> thing. <laughs> she's done it before. She'll do it again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's awesome. Uh, just but this is when they get the belt the that matches the bag because the opening scene of this yeah. is uh, uh, they're walking through the city and um, yeah, Sokka bought himself a bag. Sokka is a shopaholic and <laughs> oh, he's yeah. also really into fashion. Which is hysterical. I, I love that for him. I love it. Um, so He's like... Oh, he's a tourist. <clears throat> he's an absolute tourist. Yeah, you're right. He this, is. The, my mom says it's always been the problem. It was, it was always the problem with my dad is that whenever he had any money in his pocket at all, he would just he'd have to spend it on something to find something to spend it on. And so Sokka's just like, hey, we, we have some cash. This bag looks nice. Do I want this bag? And then he like almost talks himself into wanting it. And then later he's like, what have I done? This bag is pointless. I understand but all of it. I, I understand it so much. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Why <gasps> I did I spend this. $200? Why did I spend $200 on Lego? Oh, because it's fun and I love it. Okay. Yeah. Always buy Legos. Always. Uh, so they follow this girl. Oh, it's Toph Beifong. Huh. Um, because her family has the symbol and she's the only child of this, this family. And she's like, nope, I, I'm still mad at you for taking the belt, so get the fuck out yeah. of my life. Um, and they have dinner with the family. <laughs> my yeah, God, this- <laughs> Aang's just 
It's just Aang's just like I'm gonna tell your mommy, and then like Aang goes and like it's just like, hey, I'm the Avatar. Have, have dinner with us. I just love how she's her way of kicking him under the table is by like earth bending under the table. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he sneezes because airbending sneeze, and all Always the food great. flies. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they reconcile. They talk it out. They're like, yeah, you know, I just this is all I've ever known, and but like my earth bending's real cool. I can sense the ants that are like a few feet away. Can you do that? Uh, no. <laughs> and then they are. And Ang doesn't even. Ang looks around and doesn't even see the ants, but yeah. he just believes her. He's like, He's just like oh, okay, that's great. Sure. I just, I'll take your word for it. Um, and then they are kidnapped. Um, put this in your kidnap tally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the the runner of the the wrestling ring um, is like, oh, you cheated because you didn't actually earthbend. So we want the prize money back. And the gang the gang goes to save Ang and Toph, and Toph reveals her earthbending powers to her father. Yeah, they all show and up, and like, the Rock points at no. I mean the Boulder points at Sokka, and he's like, hey, what the fuck man you didn't even compete in the tournament that's some stolen valor shit like get, get that belt off Sokka you didn't earn that shit it made me sorry the, the most annoying moment of this episode for me is the fact that Sokka just like takes this award-winning belt and is just like I know this is fashion now and just puts it on like what? that's not what you do with that shit where do you get off like do, do you do you want to take the, the 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 trophy like do you want to take the Heisman trophy and just turn it into a necklace that you can wear without yeah. ever having played I don't know what is a hockey is hockey the Heisman trophy sports sports um, anyway, uh, what happens is Toph is like, Dad, Mom, I'm really good at earthbending, and I think that you should trust me to be more of a capable person because I am a much more capable person. And her parents and are so I hope it doesn't so change ableist. how you see me. You just made it worse. And their parents, her parents, yeah, her parents are like, of course it doesn't change how I see you. I realize that I have not been strict enough, and now I need to buckle down even harder to make sure my precious little snowflake of a child doesn't get injured. So she runs and the like, yeah, Toph shows up and she very like like should have given the group pause for even a second. She's like, hey, my dad, who was very staunch in his beliefs and would never change his mind about anything, uh, decided differently. So let's get out of here quickly. Just let's just go. Before he let's changes his mind again. Like this yeah. never happens in <laughs> Let's get the fuck this, out. There's this scene there's this really dumb Star Wars uh parody show uh movie that I watched called thumb wars where they take like people's thumbs and they digital put faces on them and it's really silly and stupid yeah but there's a scene that don't ask there's a scene where they're they cut out the entire bit where they go and they rescue princess leia or princess bunhead as they call her which is very funny um and they get to the death star and she just sh- instead of them having to go rescue her she just shows up and she's like i escaped somehow let's go and then they just get in the ship and they leave and that's kind of what happens to Toph. she's just like hey they changed their mind let's get out of here let's go really quickly like mom let's get out now let's get out now and the next so then um now we're on zuko alone Zacco alone? Sorry, Zuko alone? Zacco, uh, that's right. So when I recorded the the episode for this one, um, Alex was away on a like a business trip of some kind, and we were thinking about delaying the episode, and I was like, well, no, I know. I'll just record it by myself, and I'll get drunk on wine, and it'll be called Zacco alone. It and was that episode so is kind of, a, <laughs> kind of a fun train wreck. Uh, it's certainly not as funny, I think, as when there's like two people bantering off each other, but I really enjoyed making it. It was a lot of fun. My, my 
my only problem was how often you talked about spiders in that episode. You just kept <laughs> going off like, about spiders, and I'm like, can you stop? No! I can't. five minutes, I went off about spiders. Why? Well, because, like, snake eyes, when you roll two ones on, a, on the dice, it's called snake eyes. But if you roll two fours, shouldn't it be called spider eyes? Well, like eight, it, eight it's eyes? because somebody rolls and it's like spider snake eyes. Spider snake. That's, that's right. That's what that's happens what in the episode. It's like spider snake eyes. It's like, how many eyes? And you were thinking about the logistics of that. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to talk about this. Just like the tangents on this episode we're recording right now, I spent an extra five minutes talking about the, the logistics of spider snake eyes. I'm still trying to figure out what that has to do with and Mizuko alone, but I guess I'll figure it out. The, there's a there people are gambling oh. in the alley in the beginning, and they roll they roll a pair of dice, and it's like ah spider snake eyes, and it's like how many how many what what is that number? <laughs> what does this mean? Is it one or is it six? Yeah. Also, like, a spider snake sounds terrifying. Are. Don't want to meet that. Yeah, it, no. it's. That sounds like the combination of the two worst things imaginable. Even though I think snakes are pretty cute most of the time. I like snakes. It's, okay. Yeah. Snakes are good. So Zuko is on his own. Yeah. And he's uh, very hungry. And, you know, he's down on his luck. And he tries he to... feels really bad about he, leaving his uncle. He nearly um, goes and steals some food from this family who may or may not show up, like, in the second half of this season. I don't know. But he decides not to because they're pregnant. It's fine. Uh, mm. And... Oh, are those... Those, those are the it's, those are the people. That, yeah, it's the it's that it? family. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, they show up later. Classic classic D and D trick of taking an NPC you met earlier and like they show up later. Oh, look at that! We have a history together. So he goes to this town where the the Earth Kingdom um, soldiers are like just the biggest assholes terrible the yeah, worst they uh they try to intimidate zuko and zuko's like yeah no nah, i'm good nah fam and I'm Gucci. this little boy like imprints on zuko he's like wow you're so cool and so he takes him home <laughs> yeah you're so much you're so great i'll take you home and it'll be fine i'll feed and you he takes come him, on <laughs> yeah like he takes him to the to the house and for a second i thought like oh my god who is this horrible scientist that lives here that is combining all these like freakish farm animals <laughs> they're all pigs got, like, a, they're all half yeah, they're pig all some and version half of pig else. yeah it's great he just started with a bunch of pigs and he's like i must i must create to survive i can't just live off pigs alone i think the one thing we didn't see was like rooster. a horse pig or something because there's a rooster pig there's yeah. a cow pig there's sheep pigs there's no horse pig. pig. No! <laughs> so everything tastes like bacon, is what you're saying. Yum. Yes. Hey, that actually sounds not that, that actually doesn't sound that bad now that you're mentioning it. Like chicken that kind of tastes like bacon. I think it sounds I'm wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Screw oh the vegetarians. God. We got so, chicken bacon. So this whole whole episode is like very emo for Zuko because he's like constantly <laughs> remembering things from his childhood, how terrible Azula was. And his how, father um, and his grandfather. When, how terrible yeah his family is terrible his mother is um a saint and Iroh, mm. he remembers Iroh lost his son um, when he was trying to take over Ba Sing Se, and he just he he gave up because of that. And none of that matters though, because all that matters is that Zuko is an animal abuser. How dare he pelt Zach! a big ass loaf of bread, <laughs> which I thought was a rock in the first in the recording. I thought it was a rock. I was convinced it was a rock. I was like, that turtle duck is dead. No, uh, he just pelts this 
poor little baby turtle duck with a loaf of bread. He's like, this he's is like, how hey, Azula how feeds a... turtle ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just She just crushes them to death with the food that they want to eat. And then uh, the mom tries like, to hey. kill him. <laughs> and then Zuko, like, yeah, the mom chases Zuko down and starts biting his leg, and he's like, ow! Why did he? Why did she do that? It's like, Zuko, you tr- how do you not know? You why? tried to murder that... her baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's her baby. Clip from, uh, <laughs> clip from the fourth Harry Potter movie where Cedric's dad, that's my boy! That's my my boy! <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, so, wow, I just, like, forgot what I was saying anyway. Um, Zuko alone. Um, Zuko is alone, he outs himself in at, fact. Yeah, he outs himself at the end of the episode, and it really kind of, like, it, it sort of shows him how destructive, like, his people have been over this past century, is, like, you know, he's just trying to help out this family, and he reveals that he's a firebender, and instantly it's like, no, we don't want your oh, help. Oh, it's like, terrible. We spit on the ground, you It's terrible. On. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's terrible, but it's also, I think, just, just like the way that, like, he's relating to that other, that other girl in the previous episode who, like, had her leg burned, and she's like, the Fire Nation hurt you too, didn't they? Like, he is forced to confront, uh, like, the victims of Mm -hmm. the sort of hatred that his regime has caused. And it's a very eye-opening. He's the victim too, though, and that's like a redemption arc. He's this, yeah. He definitely needs a redemption arc. I mean, it's it's the beginning of his change, you know, of mind. This is definitely, I think, a formative. This first half of the season is definitely a formative moment for Zuko. Like the first season, I think he's fairly steady. We we do get some signs that he is questioning sort of his lot in life and stuff towards the end of season one. But season two is where we really start to dig into like Zuko is. Uh, conflicted he doesn't know where he stands yeah i just kind of wish he hadn't revealed himself it would have changed the episode but i mean honestly he should not have revealed himself that's the big well i I think he was gonna get killed by that soldier i mean no he revealed (laughs) himself as a fire nation but he didn't have to say i am prince zuko blah 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 blah. Uh, that's right he's just like yep i'm a fire nation guy i'm a firebender he he could have been like you know what i yeah i defected from the fire nation army actually um which he kind of did i mean kicked out my name is jong jong <laughs> my name is Zhang Zhang. Uh, I look a lot younger than I should. I realized that. Um, I mean, like his uncle, his, his uncle had one of those moments too, where he decided no longer to fight. So yeah, yeah. he could have just done that and just not yeah, revealed but... fully who he was, because that's why these people all of a sudden are like, oh no, even though he helped them. So we get a lot of like backstory and context mm-hmm. on Zuko as and by and by proxy Azula, because we see a lot of her in the flash and their well. mom. Their mom the big mystery yeah and their mom and how she disappeared after their grandfather mysteriously died fire lord azulon wanted ozai to kill zuko because he said something terrible about iroh and so azulon mysteriously dies and after this um ursa their the mom mysteriously disappears i wonder if mm-hmm. that's connected at all probably not but like ozai becomes fire lord and everything is not fine actually oh, he's very bad. So I'll say that there is a, I think, series, I don't know if it's one or three volumes uh, of graphic novels called The Promise that does get into what happens after um, Zuko's mom disappears. And I have never, I have never read them. And I still to this day don't know what happens to Zuko's mom. So I'm really intrigued to like... Zach, please read those on my cabbage. I will. You got to. I I... have never read the, the comics, but I know what happens. 
I feel like we will have some time between because we're gonna take a, a a pretty like a pretty significant break. I think when we're done with Avatar and we're moving on to Korra, and in that time, I would love to do maybe a few of the graphic novels. You got to do some of the comics. You got to do the Kyoshi books because I've heard those are so I, good. I want to read the Kyoshi books. I've heard that they're very good. Yeah, love her. Um, so the next episode is the one where nobody sleeps and they're yeah. just they're running for their lives. I, this is the one with the hair. I got stressed out. I got stressed out just watching this episode. Like back in college, there would be so many moments where i'd be like oh i have a whole ass painting due tomorrow that i haven't started yet guess i'm gonna chug a red bull and not sleep at all and me sitting at the critique the next day like struggling to keep my eyes open is is how i feel whenever i watch this episode with the characters like they're just on the verge of nodding off at any possible second it's they're important as the lack of sleep here though is the whole group dynamic how Toph is changing yeah. the entire group dynamic and not in a positive yeah. way Right. Because this is the and first episode like, where Toph's part of the group. Yeah. It's like smoldering. It's like the, the, the conflict, the inner conflict of the group is smoldering. And then the lack of sleep just like pours a bunch Absolutely. of gasoline on the coals and like it's terrible. Pff, like ignites it. Yeah. So it's a perfect storm of like interpersonal toxicity. But here's what I don't understand. And this is this is probably my gone wrong for this episode, if you will. If Toph could make a tent for herself, why didn't she just build them all a house? to stay in for the night or a cave what? or why a cave she, yeah why doesn't she them make to a little for cave the night? for them all to hide in if she could if she could do the tent thing and, and then yes. shut it if she yeah, do the tent thing it. and then they yeah, can't yeah. go after them they're hiding no one can see they them. do this later i swear they do this in like season three where they just like live in a cave and they hide out yes and they don't do this now they should do that it's, now she should just make a cave it's the it's the it's the minecraft tactic where oh it's nighttime's coming time to dig a little like one by two hole for myself and plug it up and just stay there until yeah. daybreak she's, she's a little selfish in this part and i get it she's had to do her own thing for too long but it's time to be part of a team and if you can do this yeah. and make yourself a little tent then you can make a bigger tent for everybody and then half the problem goes away or just like i said a big cave that yeah. they can just all hide in yeah so um it's all because of so the birds of prey are literally following appa's fur and it's it's just kind of a mess because everybody's annoyed with each other and Toph runs off on her own for a bit and she meets Iroh. It's great. Iroh's following Zuko. And he's doing his favorite thing. Uh, he's making tea. He loves yeah. to make he's tea. He's making tea. I just, I love Toph and Iroh's little friendship here. Best thing ever. Um, it is so fucking wholesome and I love every every minute of it. Um, and and then um, they try to trick Azula into going like this way with like some fur and everything. They clean Appa up and but but she figures it out she she lets the other girls like follow that the fake trail and then she goes after ang and then zuko's she's also right there. on it too like there's like a sharp like turn in the fur and she's like oh all right i totally 100 percent see what happened here uh you keep going in that direction and i'm gonna follow this to see who is leading us off yeah. the scent like she is just oh i see exactly what happened they gave the the beast a bath right there and then they took off and someone else is spreading the fur around. Doesn't like, miss a beat. It's not she even knows. close. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... One thing that... What? I wanted to mention... I wanted to go back to Toph with Ira for mm -hmm. a second because I think that Toph, like, she learns a very relatable message in this uh, episode. It's something that I think a lot of people, myself included, like, at some point needed to learn in our lives, mm -hmm. which is, like, not, not everything that people do for you, they do for you because they think you can't do it yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's something that a lot of people can take from things. And when Ira says 
says like i poured your tea because i wanted to because i want to be hospitable and that's like the kind of person i am and in no way was i making a comment on your capabilities or your like willingness to do so yourself and i think i, I think in this moment Toph really takes that to heart and that's really nice to see yeah you can accept help from others sometimes mm-hmm. it's all right yeah hopefully that means uh, she can also so give help Toph- to others because she doesn't do either yeah. She doesn't accept help and she <laughs> yeah, doesn't, she doesn't really help, help anyone else. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe she could, like, you know, quit being a, such a fucking gel, like, such a selfish jerk and actually contribute to the yeah, team. She's a little bit of a princess. Toph doesn't want to do get help. She, she doesn't want to do get help. Yeah. It's like, it's tough. It's tough to watch Appa just break his back, literally carrying the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toph just, she doesn't appreciate it because she just really hates flying. Yeah. Well, I get yeah. it. She's not in touch so, with the earth. She can't see. We end up in a three way battle between uh, Zula, Zuko, and Aang. It's just like, oh. Who's gonna Who's gonna fight who here? We're all gonna fight each other. And yeah, it's like a Mexican standoff. They're all just like, literally their guns at each other. In an heads. abandoned town. <laughs> thank God like, it was abandoned. Very, they trashed the place. Thank God because everything goes to shit. <laughs> um, and then eventually everybody works together. Um, the whole gang plus Zuko and Iroh are against Azula. They got all the elements here. Plus, um, I mean an extra firebender and uh. I, Boomerang? Boomerang's an element now. Uh, <laughs> I've literally seen, like, a still from, like, when they all, like, go and hit Azula, and he did throw his boomerang at her. He did. Hell yeah. It was great. Hell yeah. Um, it's like a Captain Planet of forms, but a Captain <laughs> Planet, like, with a boomerang. Yes. It's just like, ah, everyone knows the secret element. It's not heart, it's fucking This is boomerang. the one where the girl, like, weakens him, right? Is this the one where she hits him a couple of times, and he, like, um, becomes, yeah, she's, like, this jelly hits... blob? <laughs> No? Wait, what? When the one who the one who can yeah, take no, away no, your no. power or whatever, she hits him and his arm goes kind of Oh like no, jelly. no, that's not no, uh, no. Sh- she hits that's Sokka. A Sokka yeah. It's a different fight. Yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah. That's Sokka a different the... fight, I think. Oh, was it? I thought that was this one. No, They're, no. They the the two the two other girls that follow Katara and Sokka, they, they aren't in reach this them fight, yeah. and Sokka is trying to is trying to battle um and he, yeah. he every like she punch throws he throws, punch. they hit him in the shoulder and he yeah, he like a, a well, I I only brought that up because yeah. you mentioned the part where they say, "Oh, there's three air ben- there's three benders against three of them." And he says, "No, there's four of us because I'm here too." Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, towards the middle of the episode, Top's yeah. like, all right. Three? It's I'm three, three plus Sokka. Versus three plus Sokka. And Sokka's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but... but she's kind of right, though. Some of these powers seem almost godly, and Aang ha- or Sokka has a boomerang. Yeah. Sorry, Sokka. That's a godly He's good heart, power. though. He really tries. About. He wants to be a warrior. He, hey, he... Effort, A for effort, okay? A plus for effort. Yeah. Uh, so Azula hits Iroh and with lightning, and he is... is He's okay, I guess. He could have died. He goes down pretty hard. Zuko really should have let Katara help, but he's like, no, get the fuck away from me. Um... Yeah. And so he tends to uncle, and they all get some freaking sleep, finally. My god. Uh... I just have to imagine, like, you know, say you just got burnt or, like, like scratched up or, or you know, your limb or whatever is in great pain. And so- uh, Katara, like, takes that, like, water and kind of, like, like wafts it over the limb or whatever. I bet that just feels so good. The, the relief that there must be from, like, that cool feeling of water. Like, I don't know. It just feels very, it seems very therapeutic. Yeah. I wish that somebody could heal me with water. Uh, and then the next episode. 
Aang learns Earth yeah, bending finally. Two. My God. Yeah, Aang figures out how to do. Well, Zuko learns about yeah. lightning. And, uh, yeah. True. It's it's a fun little like thing where they're both learning things, and um, we it's got. It's like it's a not a filler, but it's like a it's a transitional episode. Yeah. It's like a episode along well, the journey. Well, both both are going to be that is both required. are going to be very important in the final battle. So good that they learn them. Yes, yeah. but they yep, get yep, they yep. get montages where Huff's trying to teach Aang to do things, and Aang's just like, um, no, I, I'm an airbender. Earth is not my element. I'm not doing this. Don't like and it. And then Katara's like, hey, maybe you should be a little gentler and like Toph gets provide worse. some positive <laughs> feedback. And Toph's like, fuck you, bitch. Aang, drop and give me 20. You're a pathetic piece of shit. And I'll, <laughs> meanwhile, so I'll spit on Meanwhile, you. the side story is Sokka yeah. is stuck in a hole playing with a saber-toothed <laughs> moose lion. A, a baby saber-toothed moose lion. Um, Foo-foo cuddly poops. Yeah, that's what she calls Foo-foo cuddly poops. Foo-foo cuddly poops. It was awesome. I mean, that eventually becomes important <laughs> i want to collect avatar animal plushes and i need oh, a fufu cuddly do they make plush all really i don't bad. think it exists probably not they definitely i could probably like commission i could commission someone on etsy for way too much money to make one oh yeah me. they do it for sure they probably crochet one for you if you wanted Oh my goodness. I had, to, I had to go get my appa. Appa! Just appa. Good appa. I have an appa, but he's too far away. <laughs> um, so, if, uh, so yeah, it's not a whole lot, but beyond that happens this episode. Eventually, there's, there's it like... works out where Aang um, saves Sokka, and he, like, he... The whole thing is that Aang needs to learn how to, like, go at things head on and not, like, run away and try to think of it from a different angle. And so he does that against Fufu Cuddly Poops' mom... To save Sokka, and then mm. Toph gets Sokka out of the hole. It's all fine. It's good. And then, yeah, there's the moment where he's like, hey, Aang, can you help me out here? And Aang's like, sure, I'm going to take this head on. And Toph's like, well, wait a no, minute. We don't want to kill on. him. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, no. You might, you might crush him. You might turn his innards into toothpaste, and that wouldn't be great, so I'm going to take care of this one. <laughs> and she just kind of pops him right like out of there. It's awesome. Yeah. But, like, the I think the best thing about this episode is when um, Iroh does, like, the famous speech about, like, the different elements and like it's it's just it's my favorite thing where he he tells Zuko you gotta like take everything you got you gotta learn from like all the different nations a little bit you know because mm-hmm. they'll they'll tell you things and he learned how to redirect lightning by studying water bending it's all about mm-hmm. it, it, that's that's what it's about it's good shit yeah it's it's cool that like it's just bending as a concept is something that I think is so flushed out and so interesting and as like a magic system I think that it feels very grounded it in something like Harry Potter where they can just kind of like they can wave their wand and like make a teacup pour on its own or they can wave their wand and like reassemble an entire destroyed house like there's no there's no like like this is possible and this isn't possible with Harry Potter it's all just kind of whimsical magic but in in bending I feel like because the bending is always tied to kind of the movement there's a very it feels very like I said grounded in a way that you kind of know the limitations Zach are you gonna play the the bending RPG are you gonna I mean yeah I'm definitely gonna give it a give it a shot I'm gonna pick up the books when they come out I didn't I didn't back the Kickstarter unfortunately I but I'm I, I'm I intrigued be, by it. I think that would be so fun I would do that yeah um all right last episode of this half the library <laughs> the library um we we go to a library 
in the middle of the freaking desert. It's fun. I- it's a fun, like, one-off adventure dungeon for your D&D party that also ends with, like, crushing, debilitating, depressing sadness. <laughs> it's, it's a side quest that is terrifying yeah. and important. Um, Sokka wants to learn things about the Fire Nation. He doesn't have a map. He just wants a fucking map of the Fire Nation. I don't think that's a bad request. And I mean, you know. It's not. It's not at all. So they learn about this library that's in the middle of the desert and Sokka's like, we're gonna go there, but nobody's ever found it and, you, I mean, you'd have to walk in the desert. But wait, they have a flying bison. We have a very, like, like archaeologist kind of, like, nerd character who's like, yes. yeah, I could find it for you, but I just can't, like, fly. Ah, it's such a pain in the ass. And then Aang's like, wait, we have a, we have a flying bison. He's like, wait, really? Uh, so-and-so joins the party. I don't remember what his name is. This it should be sad that they're like... in a town that's full of a lot of uh, shady characters. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like it's the one like, cool guy. Like, yeah, but they're all very shady, very so they're Mos having this conversation Eisley. in front of all these shady dudes. Just saying. Yeah. It's a very like Mos Eisley cantina kind of place, yep. for sure. Which plays into the end of but the episode. they have like, they have frosty tropical <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Who doesn't like fun. frosty yeah. tropical <laughs> drinks? I had some last night. Yeah. Yeah. I did, like, who is it? Two of the party members don't get drinks, though. Like, they give them for, for some of them, and then the other two don't get any, and I'm just like, come on. I think it's tough, and uh, I think Aang doesn't get any no, either. No, they're too young. Like, some of them don't get drinks, and I'm just like, I just want them all to get, like, frosty beverages. <laughs> now I want a frosty beverage. That's what I get when, I, when this episode's over, and we get a frosty <laughs> beverage. Uh, so this professor guy is, like, so obsessed with knowledge and, like, learning all these things. He, like, he asks Aang a bunch of questions. He wants to learn things about the bison he doesn't care about momo momo is not important no he's like who the fuck cares about this stupid flying rat i don't give a shit and um i think this episode has one of the best jokes ever because um they they take forever trying to like go across this desert uh are we there yet are we there yet and then toff's like there it is Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That's what it'll sound like when one of you spots it. She's like, I'm yeah, fucking yeah. blind, guys. Yeah. She's like and waving her hand And flying in the air so she face. can't even see the ground. Yeah, right. I just, I love that Toph is the one making all these jokes about herself being blind constantly. I love it. Uh-huh. I, I feel like yeah, that's it's big fun. It's very like good humor. I can make fun of myself it's, humor. <laughs> it's big. It's big fun for sure. Uh, so they they find this like this little tower in the middle of the desert. It's like mm, that can't be it. Oh wait, that looks just like the like the top tower of this library. It's underneath the desert. What? What? That makes sense. Underground library. Anyone? That's cool as hell. In the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not completely like buried in sand which is what i would expect going into that place you would yeah um if it has any windows we're fucked and then there's i love the little fox guys that work in this library because like like we see a little little gray fox guy going into it and they're like that's it that's 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 the library and they have to get in there and there's a giant fucking owl oh he's giant scary fucking owl one she tong he is one she tong the knower of 10,000 things, which I remark on the podcast, it, it's not that many not things. Not how big that library is. 10,000? Yeah. 10,000 is not that many things. Like, it's like um, it's like in Spongebob when he has to come up with all those things not to do at a stoplight, and he just comes up with a bunch of easy stuff. Like, ah, feeding your snail is something not to do at a stoplight. Like, I feel like I could come up with 10,000 things just like that. Like, oh, I know about the color blue and the color orange 
and one and two and three. Honestly, those 10,000 things could all just be numbers up to 10,000. They could, actually. Yeah. It's also notable because that's my nickname in the Discord right now. It's Charlie Noah 10,000 things. I knew Um, too many facts. But Wan Chi Tong is a really interesting character. Very much like scary Ghibli kind of vibes. Oh, literally. My goodness. Yeah. He's got that so much. Um, And he wants them all to like prove their worth. Like, you gotta give me some knowledge to prove that you can like go in here because I don't trust humans. Humans um, destroyed some of my shit. Don't like them. And Sokka like busted his his Boy Scouts training. He's like, here, I made a knot. This is a knot. And I was like, all right. I guess technically that counts as knowledge. Like Katara and the professor <laughs> do good. Aang barely gets by by giving him a wanted poster, and Sokka <laughs> is just give, he makes a knot. Aang's Aang's like here. I just uh, I'm 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 giving you one of my NFTs. Uh, it's a it's my <laughs> no! wanted Aang NFT. No. And the owl is like, get out of here, you crypto bro douchebag, <laughs> oh and then kicks it, Aang right out of the temple. No NFTs, gross. <laughs> Um, All the wanted posters are just Aang in different hats. <laughs> they each sell for like $6,000. I hate it. Uh, so they, they go around the library. I I just love all like, the little things in there. Um, we get the first mention of lion turtles. I wonder if that'll be yeah. something to help us later. Probably. Yeah, and then maybe like stomp out a good portion of the uh, background lore from this uh <laughs> the show as well eventually um uh, it's the only thing about Korra that i'm a little salty about everything else about Korra, i really really enjoy i think it's a really strong series can i can i'm I not just... a fan of how it retcons some of the the, okay, the history okay but like i i already want to just be like hey can i be on for those episodes of Korra where we learn that backstory because <laughs> i love them so much yeah, t- <laughs> totally, totally they're my can. favorite <laughs> um i heard it here i'm gonna be on those okay so Sokka looks for the fire nation stuff and it's all been burned to the ground um i wonder who found that oh wait we learned that in season one it was in fact Zhao, who we hate it was Mm. it was Zhao. he found the stuff that's how we found the stuff about the spirits too Mm -hmm. fuck Zhao. hate that guy glad he's dead question mark hopefully we'll find out later (laughs) glad he's glad he's dead and not killed by just a bunch of random water tribe members like (laughs) in some piece of property that doesn't exist that isn't real okay i promise there is no live action movie in ba sing say (laughs) no no the earth king has invited you to the to the movie theater at lake (laughs) lago Oh my goodness. Um, so we learned that there is a solar eclipse coming and firebenders lose their powers during that. And they're they're gonna they're gonna use that. That's gonna be something that will help them later. I <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that fucking phrase. This is a tool that will help us later. Um and Wang Shitong's like, you wanna destroy other humans. Wow, of course you're gonna use my knowledge to kill people and start wars. How dare yeah, you? Yeah. No, they want to use it to end a war, guy. And Sokka's like, they only promised not to. Sokka's like, N- yeah. Sokka's like, no. The our our plight, our use of this information for violence is different. And uh, the Washington is like, God, so many fucking humans have told me that exact same thing. Yeah, like, you're yeah, not special. No. Like, and he's fucking to be humans. fair, he's he's right. 
Wan Shitong is right. Aang and and the gang, they're, of course, their cause seems just to us. Mm-hmm. We've been presented with but we don't know the other a, side a of the story. biased portrayal. But, and exactly, like, every single person that has ever used this library to, to for violence has also felt that their cause was equally just. Yeah. And so, literally, like, they're like, oh, but we're different. We're trying to save lives. And it's every Rip single to time. Them, Wan but Shitong I'm different. Like, yeah. I, I've heard that all before, children like get the fuck out of here get out yeah he's like i don't care if you're the avatar i'm gonna kill you all i'm gonna take my library back it's gonna sink into the desert and yeah and toph has to present toph has to prevent the sinking of the tower uh while trying to save appa from sandbenders who probably found out at the village that they were going to be out there and went looking for appa yep Unfortunately, yeah. but she can't do it very well. She's having a real hard time she just saving both. the building because sand is not her element. It's it's a harder version of dirt um, and earth. Imagine what would have happened if she had saved Appa instead of them. Like <laughs> it just becomes the tough and Appa. No, show. I think I you know what probably would have happened that. is Aang probably would have ended up in a crisis mode and gone into the Avatar in state the to Maybe. save them. I think Maybe. that would have happened yeah. because he goes into crisis mode when things are really rough. Um, but yes, she had a You're hard time. Crisis mode and i'm just thinking of sailor, sailor moon, moon. <laughs> exactly well we just watched that so we did just watch that last time but but no i mean that's what it is it's his crisis mode he turns into the avatar and fucks shit up right so i think yep. that's what would have happened mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know how she could have saved appa anyway because she was having a hard time bending the sand because it's yeah. it's not it's dense not and element. it's not really Toughest. touched to the same kind of earth that she's used to it's hard for her to get through and hard for her to bend everything looks blurry exactly they ask they ask toff what happened and toff just becomes Anakin from uh, Star Wars Episode 2. She's just like, I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. Not like you. <laughs> and then um, Dory shows up from Finding Dory is like, I like sand. Sand is squishy. <laughs> oh, man. That's my favorite thing. I love the comparison between them. These sand memes are too much for me. Uh, so they make it out, but their professor stays behind because he could spend eternity, eternity living in this library. He's a nerd. Will he he loves books. Uh, or find out. Or at later. least you know the next few minutes uh, until he gets completely suffocated by. Sand. Oh, I have a yeah, feeling it's a magical library. <laughs> it probably doesn't fill completely with sand. It's a magical library. Well, he's taking it back to the spirit world. Yeah, so it's going to be fine. He's just going to be trapped so. in the library in the spirit world forever that's all yeah how long is his lifespan <laughs> well if he's in the spirit world maybe he doesn't have a end of life at that point we don't know uh, uh, i don't know yeah maybe he could, Who knows? He could maybe. spend the rest of his existence reading all the books in the library and being perfectly happy because that's he's a book nerd until the owl just fucking kills him because he also doesn't like humans <laughs> I bet they would come to terms. I think that they would come to terms because he's not going to use the knowledge. He didn't plan on it himself anyway, and he's not going to use the knowledge. So I don't think it would be a big deal. He's like um, in that in a book that uh, I just read with our book club recently, um, uh, Project Hail Mary. They send this astronaut to this foreign star system, and it's going to take it takes the ship four years to get there. So they basically induce a coma. Mm. It's kind of becomes like a. But on the trip back, he has to be like, okay, do I want to try inducing a coma because it was really risky? Uh, not all of us made it out of there alive. So do I want to go into a coma or do I just want to like grin and bear it and like live? for four years in this 
ship and the ship has on its hard drive basically every video game every book every movie that has ever been made by mankind and uh i'm like i think i'd be okay for four years <laughs> just like You'd reading be fine. Con- You'd be I can- fine. hey those four years would be just enough time for me to get caught up on homestuck okay <laughs> i could i could <laughs> Just just barely finish Homestuck in this for you. Oh years. my god. <laughs> oh uh, the references, they're too much. They're too much. Anyway, that's the first half of uh season two of that is. Avatar. It's really strong. It's really strong. It sets up like, oh my god, we gotta get Appa back and you think, like, be- because of the way that cartoons would have uh, were operated at this point in time, that, like, oh, next episode or the episode after, we'll get some plot where we'll get Appa back. And no. no. We're without Appa for a long time. Hey, spoilers. It's good. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to. Yeah, because you, you haven't seen past this point. She, she, she knows. Bits and basically. pieces. Oh, you've seen yeah. most uh, of it out of pieces, order. Yeah. So I know they don't have Appa for a little while. But they get to, but they get to try and but check like, out other things. I mean, they're going to do a lot of other ways of transportation mm-hmm. as they get out of this desert and they'll get to see the city in a little bit different light because they have to actually yeah, like, right be on the, the ground. They're stranded Appa's, though. Well, for now. Appa's not just a flying car. He's a he friend. He is a friend. But I think it's good that they get to see the He's people a little buddy. bit more because they're not just flying from yeah. one village to the next. They're walking. They're taking transportation. They're interacting more with people. Yeah. I think it's you good. know, I think it's, sure. it's kind of fitting that like when we get Toph who like hates flying and then we lose Appa. So like Toph gets to be in her comfort zone for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fitting there. Which leads you to believe that, like, maybe hashtag Toph did it on purpose. Oh. <gasps> oh, oh no. but she seems to feel bad. Seems. Oh, yeah. No, she, she definitely feels she bad. She liked her fuzzy friends. On, cer- on a certain level, everybody loves Appa. Because if you don't love Appa, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're canceled. You're not, you're not right. Yeah, get out of here with your Appa hate. Appa's Appa didn't do anything to y'all. Appa did nothing wrong. Hashtag Appa did nothing wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, now that's that's a great transition because we got to figure out what's gone wrong in this season. This half of the season. Um, so if you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is where we talk about what went wrong and how we would try to fix that. Um, well, like like we said in the chase, my God, why didn't they just make a cave or something to hide in? That's why, the big why? one. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just the sleep and deprivation why- that made them not think about that. But like... And why did it... Yeah, well, it should have taken them a lot less time to deduce that like, oh, this big pile of fur that amasses whenever Appa lands. Maybe it's also like leaving a trail that they can follow like come on guys just like we gotta find a place to hide so we can just like sleep and then we can just outrun them yeah (laughs) but also like i i mean i guess they could have just gotten some big tarp or something and like put it under appa to to trap all the fur oh they could have they just like give appa a big like tarp diaper that keeps all the fur from like like shedding all over the place. They should have immediately yeah, it feels when like... they noticed he was shedding just immediately been like we need to give Appa a bath. Um, yeah. I don't understand why, why do when that? they're flying on yeah, Appa the they problem. don't just sleep and let Appa be awake and then when they land Appa sleeps while they do their thing. But like they couldn't land for a while because But no what I'm saying is if they were sleeping yeah. when they were flying before then when they landed they wouldn't yeah. have yeah, to set up camp when... and they wouldn't be sleep deprived because Appa would be sleep deprived and maybe they could have found a you know 
plot clearly how to hide yeah. to figure this whole thing out and stop it before it got so crazy. Look at this giant boulder that wasn't here before that happens to be Appa shaped <laughs> that Toph didn't just make as a protection. Like they just make a make a big like big mountain. It's like that scene in the two towers where Frodo like brings his cloak up over the and instantly becomes a very photorealistic oh looking rock <laughs> somehow. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Like it's fine. Is this cloak magic? Is it magic or is it just that? It's like, not magic. It's water it... bending. <laughs> it's it, you know what it is. It's just like when S- Superman puts his glasses on, and all of a sudden, no one knows who he is. <laughs> it's, it's, fine. it's yeah. It's like that fake um, disguise. Yeah, it works. Uh, um, I mean, not to mention like the, I... that first episode where that guy's just like, um, oh, we'll just get you to the Avatar state. Like, I didn't think this through at all. Like, just just do that, and you won't destroy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. My God, there's no brain cells here. Just like none whatsoever. But I I think it's a testament to this series how like nitpicky we're being right now because there really isn't like a whole lot of like stuff to really poke at and be like no this sucked i'm not a fan of this like if if we were doing a like a season of star trek for example there's a million different things in that that season that i could point to and be like yeah this is bad and they should have not done this but in avatar it, it all feels pretty yeah, it's it is just like well the moments out. where people are being dumb. Yes, it's, well, it's just they are it's dumb. those moments. It's a cartoon. They have to be dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do wish I know that you get this in some books somewhere, and it lead it led you to think there might be another series or something like that. But I want more backstory on mom. I want to know what happened to mom. In I, yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. would have been nice. The fact that they never really if we knew now the fact that they never really address it in this series, I think is a, is a, is a misstep. I think they could have they could have replaced one or two of the filler episodes that we get later on and use them to like flesh out the story yeah. of what happened. I think that would be good. Yeah. Well, it's it's in the comics. We do in fact know what happens. It's just It's canon. You know. It is. Only people who've read the comics know. I I, I <laughs> or Google well, it. Well, I read the wikis. <laughs> That's not the same. Cuz I was like I need to freaking know what the heck happened here. Uh, listen, I like spoilers, okay? You do. It's fine. You're very big on spoilers. And yet when I watch things with you, you won't give me any spoilers. You're no, terrible. No, because I'm like, God, just watch it. No. Just watch I it. I want to know. I want to, I always, you know me, I always have to guess stuff and I want to know. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't guessing Alex things. Alex is like... Alex is the same way where she'll like badger me for a, a spoiler for a show we're watching. And then when I finally give in and tell her, she's like disappointed. That she knows like what happened. So like, like, does this person die? Does this person die? And I was like, do you want me to answer that question? And she's like, yes, I need to know if this person dies. I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, she's like, yeah, I, I promise it'll be fine. And I'm like, yeah, they, they do die. And she's like, oh, forget it. I'm not watching the rest of it. I'm like, <laughs> come on. Well, you know what? That's good because that's why I never watched any more of uh, Game of Thrones. I got so highly invested in that TV series. Was really enjoying the mm-hmm. first season, and when they killed off my favorite character at the end of the first season, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Wipe my hands of this thing. Fuck it. I'm not watching anymore. Done. See, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment. But I just, when a show does that, I'm like, uh, I'm like, fucking rock on. I, I, I'm so broken after this episode, and I've never felt that strongly about. Like, there are some things that Game of Thrones did where I was like, holy shit. Like, I did not think it would go there, and I'm shocked and appalled and I will keep watching. Uh, that show on Netflix, Arcane, which I recommend to all people that I've seen because it's just beautiful, uh, has a moment like that in the first three episodes where I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Next one, please. Let's keep going. 
Uh, so I think I think that's it for our gone wrongs. Cause you're right. This is it's, yeah. it's a I mean, pretty good season. Perfect show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach, where can the people find you? Where are we you? We are a. I do this little podcast with my partner. It's called it's called My Cabbages. I introduced it in the beginning, but I'll I'll say it again. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on uh, Spotify. We're anywhere you get your podcasts. We're probably there. Um, we're we have a lot of fun. We go episode by episode. Uh, you can tweet at us at CabbageCast. You can uh, send us an email if 130 characters uh, ain't your style. And uh, our email is uh, mycabbagecast at gmail.com because for some reason cabbagecast at gmail.com was taken. So it's mycabbagecast at gmail.com. Um, you can find me at Cybertoaster on Twitter. Uh, I don't think Alex has a singular Twitter. She mostly just yeah. She our, just our she tweets from my cabbages and is like, I Alex. <laughs> right. Yeah. In parentheses, and I do the same when I'm like talking about myself as well. Yeah. Um, I'm uh an artist. I do uh, illustrations. He does, he does and good art. Comics arts. and things. He does good stuff. Thank Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that's that's pretty much me. That's where you can find me. Thanks for having me on. Thanks I, for I, a lot of fun talking about this this season yeah it's a uh, it's fun to sort of step back from instead of going like granular episode by episode to just kind of like talk about the whole season see, as a whole. see it like, like as an arc you gotta right yeah it's fun to talk about that stuff and not just be like confined to one episode. So that was a great time. That's good shit. Um, so you guys can find the podcast. We're at Fandoms Gone Wrong Pod on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Fandom Gone Wrong on Twitter. You can send us an email at fandomsgonewrongpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me specifically. I'm at GreenPixie12 most places except for Twitter because it hates me. I'm at GreenPixie123. Um, I also... And I heard just... just uh, the rumor mill going around but i heard that if you gave fandoms gone wrong five stars on uh, itunes and let them know they would go and give you five stars on itunes as well Ooh. yeah it's a, it's a five star for five star exchange program i have in fact here, already given so, you five stars uh, excellent so uh, go on and and give these folks some support because fun podcast and I'm with a little them. engine and you could. can you can write on spotify too now apparently that's a thing oh yeah spotify is a score so score yeah. them on both go take care of it Good Hello, shit. your friends, to check Mother, us out. Mother, where can people find you? Your one social thing. Well, I have other social, but the only one I put out there, because it's really the only one that matters, is um, Travel Planning by Carrie on Instagram. I post pictures of my travels, and, you know, that's it. My cocktails. She's Lots fun. of food and cocktails wanna, on my travels. I want to travel more. <laughs> yeah, talk to her. She's a travel agent. Yeah. She can she can do that. I can, I can convince know, like... anyone to take a trip, right, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I just reconnected with a buddy of mine who's been over in japan for the past like oh, eight years of his life or something so and he's like he's married and he's like set up in shibuya and i've just been wanting to go visit him so i've been i'll uh, i'll look you up carrie help me plan my my trip to tokyo so want to go to japan you should also go to <laughs> disney because time. she's also great at well that's it i want to go to i want to go <laughs> to japan plan. so i can go to japan yeah disney and uh maybe go to I china to go to so we can go to some disney. china disney and uh <laughs> all that good shit Coffee, tea, honor, cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. 
Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cavities! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on an on a even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his d20s. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? So, um, your little sneak peek for next week. Obviously, we're going to be doing the second half of this season, or of Avatar. Whoa! Yeah. Spoilers. Don't don't give don't give away what you're doing. I next wonder week. who's going to be on that episode. Like, Zach, do you have yeah, any idea? I have, I have I have no idea. I my guess is maybe someone from like Bending Not Breaking or or that new that new um, Braving the Elements podcast with. Uh, yes, we're with, we're getting uh, um, um, Dante Bosco and Janet Varney. Dante Vasco. Oh, that would be amazing. We could have fun with them. Uh, call me, call me you two. I want you for my podcast. We got too. Dante Brock. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Rufy. Oh, we got we got a lot like, of uses for him. I think I, Alex has told me several times now that like she is so attracted to Dante Vasco's voice that like if he was on our podcast, she just would would be like a she'd be like a melty noodle the whole time. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to focus on what That's she's funny. talking about. Yeah, she says she can't listen to Raving the Elements because she's like, <laughs> nope. I I associate them with these characters. I can't listen to Dante Bosco. Yeah. I'm uh I can't listen to the Braving the Elements without without getting weak in the knees. Yep. So we 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 might we might be having like uh maybe some other um podcast person. Oh I don't yeah. Know. Um. This might be. Uh, Adel Rafai might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Uh. My my partner in life and uh in podcasting uh Alex will be uh, on that episode and. I'm sure she's very excited to talk shop about yeah. the second half of season two. It's going to be a fun shit. We get to, mm-hmm. you know, my favorite episode, and that's half Hoppa's Lost Days. Yeah, Hoppa's Lost Days. You get to relive that, oh. that sadness and tragedy with her in real time. Um, yeah, she's been on this podcast before. She was on uh, one of the Sailor Moon ones. Yeah. Which sa- sounded fun to record. I was listening in the background as she was uh, she was chatting it's with y'all. My, it's like my favorite. It, it's the, it was the movie mm. promise the rose it's good shit so that's a good that's a it good, is movie. good movie it is i remember i remember being like all right the production values here are pretty pretty uh upscaled significantly wait is this is this the new one or is it the like main one that they made in the in like the old time it it was yeah it was which movie was it It was the the first of the salem movies that they made i think yeah. gotcha yeah. yeah the like the big budget one where everybody was like whoa the animation looks so much mm-hmm. better and yeah fun time good stuff well that that is it for us this time um we love you awesome nerds goodbye bye bye